0: football.com and the DLF family of podcasts it's me it's he I'm that old SFD that's Tommy B and this is the super flex super show and here we go week five standard operating procedures and Tommy like I, I definitely needed this vacation from just kind of my life but uh apparently i took a vacation from uh from just fantasy football abilities because <laughs> i felt like this week just made zero sense to me i don't know uh, uh, in fact i just said week 5 it's we're go- we're going into week 6 like i just totally <laughs> slept through an entire week of football <laughs> it's good to be back but holy sh- you're going to have to carry this show man,
1: man- just the open itself was so much better this week. It is great to have you back. Um it was daunting to sit in your proverbial seat and I am just grateful to have my friend back. So <laughs> welcome back to fantasy football, John. <laughs> I, I
0: appreciate I appreciate it, brother. Uh yeah, yeah. So it's it's like I have to uh I'm I'm like a like a baby just kind of learning this all over again how to do all this uh also um there in an episode with your wife yeah uh which was absolutely incredible um we might have to talk about some of that a little bit later as well i have a quick question though because at one point uh dr caitlin said uh like she almost used obscenity and then you told her we try and keep it clean which like I mean, that, that's probably the right move. I typically don't worry too much about it. When it's mm-hmm. time for an F-bomb, it's time for an F-bomb, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'm curious, though, um, with all her years of education, how many obscenities we would have heard if, uh, if you hadn't uh, put up that barrier so early on? So...
1: First of all, my wife absolutely rocked it, knowing yep. nothing about fantasy football. Um, I, I need to say thank you publicly on air right now because she she said things that are so much more eloquent than I could ever say. Um, but she does have the mouth of a sailor. And, <laughs> <laughs> and she is guesting on a Bachelor, like the TV show Bachelor podcast um, oh, cool. at some point. So she's not a stranger to the podcast world, and she wears many hats. Um, Hopefully, one of them is fantasy football, A, because I want her to join a league with me, and B, just because she's great at this, and I'd love to have her back on someday.
0: Yeah, that has happened. So it, it, the Golden Bachelor, right? Like, is, <laughs> is that? <laughs> yeah, that's that's the one that's
1: going on right now. <laughs> but that's nice. not what the super friends are here for. We got to talk about fantasy. They football. might be.
0: There's so much going on. <laughs> they might be, but yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll definitely shower Dr. Caitlin with praise later. But that, yeah, that was an incredible episode. Thank you. Um. And uh, I we got a lot of good feedback. I don't know about you, but I heard a lot of, of great stuff out of that uh, as well. So, yeah, check that out from last week—the uh, auxiliary episode outside of the standard operating procedures. But back to some SOPs. Let's uh let's let's hit it. Just make sure these guys are rostered. Gardner Minshew, uh, starting at quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. Yet again, Anthony Richardson injured yet again. The guy is a crash test dummy. Like this is going, this, this is, this is the rant I was going to get into at the end of the show. So I'll try and try my best to save it, but it seriously gets annoying how often Anthony Richardson is already getting injured. Uh, so not only are you making sure that Gardner Minchu is stash or is is rostered right now because he's going to be starting for at least a week, maybe two, for the Indianapolis Colts. But I mean, even when Anthony Richardson Richardson comes back, you almost have to plan on him going out of a game again. Like he he hasn't finished a game yet, I don't think. So like you have to plan on that at this point. So you're getting you're getting kind of a long-term-ish starter with Gardner Minshew. Jaleel McLaughlin, who man, makes I I, I need to put Javante Williams on our uh somewhere on our sheet here to talk about him a little bit later because Jaleel McLaughlin is really gonna he's he's kind of taking he's gonna take away some work from Javante Williams at this point like Javante missed a game with an injury but McLaughlin looked so good and so explosive that I don't know how you keep him off the field especially when they recognize that they have got to start running the ball (laughs) uh good the good things are just not happening for them when you've got Russell Wilson throwing the ball. So, uh, Josh Downs, make sure he's rostered. Um, just kind of the second option in that offense at the moment. And again, you're getting a quarterback who's going to be a little bit more of a pocket passer. Um, at least for the time being, you're getting back your, your star running back, Jonathan Taylor, fresh new contract. Um, Finally supposedly healthy I don't know what the injury actually was I think it was ego based <laughs> But uh, You're getting a credible Running game to kind of open things up Like this There's there's a lot to like about that offense Plus the defense is Going to put them in some pretty uh, Positive game scripts And then Johnny Smith Tight end for the Atlanta Falcons Which is a very Very Arthur Smith offense at this point. Kyle Pitts has the best game of his, uh, not only of his season, but probably better than anything he had last year as well. And Johnny Smith still gets, what, seven, eight targets, 67 yards receiving on six catches. Like he's still super, super involved. So um, the the more the Atlanta Falcons throw the football, the more you're going to see that both tight ends being used what else what did I miss
1: no I think you nailed it um Gardner Minshew is somebody that you have to make sure is rostered above and beyond anybody else we talk about today if that's all you're going to take from this conversation get Gardner Minshew on your team because this could be a six-week absence for Anthony Richardson um And Gardner Minshew has proven to be a capable starting quarterback in the NFL. And the weapons are good. I could see him being somewhere in the high-end QB2 range. And at this point in the year, that's really, really uncommon. And I know we just had a bit of a bi bi last week. This week, we only have two teams on by, those being the Packers and Steelers but those are just gonna keep rolling. We're gonna have more teams uh, suffering injuries at the quarterback position. Buys are just getting started really. And Gardner Minshew could be the player that carries you through the middle portion of the season and really into the playoffs until Anthony Richardson is back. I love the Jaleel McLaughlin uh, stash here. I started him where I had him last week and I was rewarded probably above and beyond what I could have expected. I have not yet rostered Josh Downs or Jonu Smith um, just because I'm I'm a little more strong at the tight end position and I don't love rostering wide receivers. But if you need starts, these are perfect players to have uh, in your lineups this week. But I think we should move on to the ads of the week as well. Some lower rostered players um, that really need to be in consideration on the bottom third of your roster. At quarterback, we've got Tyrod Taylor, we're not really sure about Daniel Jones' health. Um, he hasn't been playing that well either. So this is a great ad. Um, we can talk about how much we would spend on waivers here in just a moment. Um, but we should continue with Trey Lance. Uh, very similar situation, except Dak's not injured. He just kind of stinks right now. And I'm a little concerned. I've, I've bought in pretty heavily to the Dak Prescott experience, and it has not been rewarding. Moving to running back. Um, a player that I've stashed almost everywhere is Amari DiMarcado. He ascended to the backup role uh, really two weeks ago in Arizona in the running back position. And with Connor uh, going down with an injury, it looks like we may have some runway for Demarcado to get a usable start or two out of him and possibly have a high leverage backup. Same with Dante Foreman um, in Chicago. Khalil Herbert, he got injured, and we're not sure how long he's going to be out either. So just a potential volume stash that we can put in our lineups in the flex position. Uh, Moving on to to the New York Giants again, Eric Gray finally got some work at running back. He's been a special teamer, um, but finally got some carries this week. And I'm excited for the guy. I think that he's somebody in deeper rostered leagues that you could put on the end of your bench um, and just see how this develops. Somebody in a shallower league uh, that I'm really interested in is Chuba Hubbard. I spoke about him last week on the standard operating procedures. I just think he's out playing Miles Sanders. And when those types of backfields flip, they flip in a hurry and you wanna be out in front of that. At Miami, uh, Jeff Wilson just got activated off of the IR. And so his 21 day practice window is open right now. And with Devon Achan injured with this, um, mystery knee injury, I, I guess I want to have access to that Miami backfield. And it seems like this is the cheapest way to do that. Um, what do you think of those guys, John?
0: Yeah, I like it. Um, Devin A- A- Chan. uh, Achan, I uh, it's so hard to get that name, right. Yeah. Um, I just want to call him a train that makes the most sense to me. Uh, But he's dealing with a knee injury now, which like, so it has been feeling like, you know, when we look back at the season, once the season's over, you look back on it, look at like roster ship percentage of uh, various players, you know, who look at championship rosters and who were the guys who were on the most championship rosters. Like, it feels like, it, it was starting to feel like Devin HN would be the guy who's kind of who's, who, you know, who's on the most championship rosters. Like he's that kind of qualifier type of guy. Yeah. Um. And and I'm not saying that he's not, I, we're going to talk more about this, but uh, with an injury now, just in time for Jeff Wilson to come back, uh, like it kind of doesn't matter who they're running right now. Like they've just find ways to get those guys into space, and uh, they've got they've got great blocking. They've got the you know they've they've got the uh, the credible passing game. Like there's just there's there's it, it's just going to be interchangeable at running back. I think, but A, A- Chan is still the guy that you want uh, at the end of the at the end of the day. Um. Yeah, T- uh, T- Rod Taylor and Trey Lance. Um, it's it. Both of those. It's it's becoming a little bit speculative. Uh, Dak Prescott looks just awful, uh, and it's hard to imagine them getting away from him. But man, if this season does, I had somebody ask me about this or like, what do you do with Dak Prescott? And it's like, I mean, you can't trade him. Like you're kind of stuck with him now. Uh like his value is just kind of at rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to me, like if you've got Dak Prescott and you're just kind of waiting on him to wake up, waiting for this to click for him, the the better move to me is to go get Trey Lance just to be ready, uh it, you know, for a possible audition for Trey Lance and and they said, Well, isn't Cooper Rush the backup? And I said, Well, you know, to me, uh like short term, yeah. Like if Dak Prescott gets hurt, if you're gonna bench him late in the game, I mean you designated uh you designated Cooper Rush to be the backup. So yeah, he's like he's the guy who comes in, you know, unexpectedly uh late in the game. But if they if they know this is coming, if they make the conscious decision to bench Dak Prescott, yeah, they're going straight to Trey Lance. Like they're skipping over Cooper Rush and they're going Trey Lance. So
1: here's the thing with Trey Lance and and Dak Prescott. I feel really confident that Dak Prescott is a good quarterback Mm -hmm. and I'm willing to double down on him in dynasty, especially. However, I think it's important to recognize that a fantasy analyst or a dynasty player or a redraft player, we have so little information and it is not wise to just blindly follow uh, what we believe to be true. We need to hedge our bets a little bit. And so everywhere I have Dak Prescott this week, I'm sending out offers for Trey Lance. I don't believe Trey Lance is a good quarterback. I believe Dak Prescott is. However, in the event that I am wrong, the risk mitigation by trading for a Trey Lance is almost nothing in cost. And so it's smart just to hedge your bet in this specific instance and go send out two thirds for Trey Lance. What are you really risking in that instance?
0: Yeah, exactly. And then Tarad Taylor, there's there's a non-zero chance that he just... I mean, we've seen enough of t- of Terod Taylor to say this is fairly low probability, but mm-hmm. it's not zero. Yep. Uh, that he plays well enough that they just stick with him. Daniel Jones has done nothing to solidify that job, and now he's dealing with a neck injury that has plagued him for several years now. So, like, there's a chance, man, that they just stick with if if they get any success whatsoever with Taylor. There's a good. Chance, first of all, they slow play bringing back Daniel Jones. And then once, you know, even once he's back, you still stick with the hot hand. You know, there's uh, they they can't keep sending the same guy out there and watching just absolutely nothing happen. Like it's got to be infuriating to be a Giants fan right now. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. We gave him how much money? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wanted to ask you a question about this cuz it popped in my head the other day. If you had if you were the GM of the Giants and the commissioner gave you this ability, would you shift the contract, the existing contract of Daniel Jones to Saquon Barkley and vice versa? Franchise Daniel Jones for the 11 million dollars or whatever it is. And live with Saquon Barkley making forty five million dollars a year. <laughs> I
0: I think so. I would. Like
1: <laughs> that tells you everything you need to know, <laughs>
0: uh, right? Like Saquon Barkley in what year four, five, whatever it is, he's he's dealt with ACL injuries and ankle high ankle sprains. Like he's got legitimately like soft spots in his body that keep him out of the lineup pretty consistently at this point he still has more of a future than freaking daniel jones at the moment (laughs) like that's that's where we're at so yeah i think that would be that'd be a worthwhile move and if they they might as well ask i don't know why they (laughs) would it would never happen but it's the thought (laughs) exercise where it's like
1: how out are you as a dynasty manager or a redraft manager on daniel jones if if you would answer yes just like the super flex dude you got to move on. You got to
0: sell low. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And, and the problem is, and this is what we're going to get to towards the end when we talk some strategy, but there, there are way too many quarterbacks putting you in that position right at the moment that makes it really tough. Totally. So, (laughs) all right. But anyways, back to standard operating procedures, Some wide receivers for you, KJ Osborne. Like the the guy that you want in Minnesota. uh, It it sounds like Justin Jefferson probably misses at least a week. Yep. The guy that you actually want in your lineup is Jordan Addison. KJ Osborne. Like so, you know that gif of the little kid. I think it's a little girl. I'm not sure, but trying to catch the big red ball and it like bounces off her face and (laughs) and then she tries to wrap her arms around it after it bounced away yeah kj osborne does that several times a game (laughs) he's a pro athlete and 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 not only that somebody who's paid a lot of money to catch the ball and it seriously it bounces off his chest before he can get his arms around it and it bounces away harmlessly it is it is absolutely ridiculous but uh, you know i uh, he's he should be in line to for an increased workload with jefferson out what is he going to do with it i don't know <laughs> but you know I, like i think i in a deeper in a deeper league in like a dynasty league i think he's probably going to be startable just on volume alone um as long as he catches some of those, like some of them can bounce off of him like an idiot, but as long as he catches something, you're going to get some points. And that's, that's valuable. Robert Woods tank. Dell has a concussion, probably going to miss some time. Um, the, those three wide receivers have really kind of, and particularly Woods and Dell have really kind of been cannibalizing each other. So anytime you, you can get one of them out of the way, And uh, focus on the other one. I think uh, you have a, a, you know, I think that it raises your scoring floor for the week. And then Trenton Irwin is uh, the starting slot receiver with T. Higgins out, apparently. Like I hadn't even heard of this guy, but uh, (laughs) he ended up being the the second in targets for the Cincinnati Bengals behind only Jamar Chase. Um, Tyler Boyd just plays on the outside. Nothing really changes for his life. Trenton Irwin ends up being your slot guy and, you know, getting the uh, the intermediate stuff while Jamar Chase works a perimeter. So um, very, very startable this week, uh, assuming T. Higgins misses another game. And then finally, tight end, we're back to Chigaconquo. Like, he finally has a decent game. For the Tennessee Titans, very possible that he's been dropped in some of your your leagues, especially shallower and redraft leagues. And it's just kind of not a whole lot else to do at tight end right at the moment. Like the guys that should be rostered are rostered for the most part.
1: Yeah, and I mean we finally had the Goddard breakout, right? And so some of the cream is rising to the top. But the truth is, like. We at the Superflex Super Show and any other uh fantasy show, we can't predict what's gonna happen at tight end. It's it's just a wasteland. Um, just keep starting who you've got until you can hopefully trade for one of these better guys.
0: <laughs> AK the Kyle Pitts theorem. Yeah, like, and, and and kind of Darren Waller too, actually. Yep. Like, yeah. So uh I mean top priority, like you said, Gardner Minshew, if he's available. But beyond that, um, uh, here's another guy to make sure he's rostered, Roshan Johnson. If he's available, I think he's also, he's like 1B for priority. Yeah. Um, beyond that, I mean, these 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 are kind of underwhelming names for the most part. Um, I would think Amari Marcado looks like the, he's in line for the greatest workload of everybody we talked about. Uh, Chuba Hubbard slowly pushing Miles Sanders out of the way. And I think he's going to get there eventually, but he's probably more next week, this week. Mm-hmm. It's just that we've been talking about him for a while. Everyone sees this coming. You can't wait another week. You know, you gotta, you gotta add him now. And then Donta Foreman probably top priority. If Roshan Johnson is not able to clear concussion protocol, Uh, but they've got a, they've got a long week. So I, I really kind of expect Roshan to make it back.
1: I do too, but here's the deal. Fields is checking down more than any other quarterback in the NFL right now. I don't care what the name is. I want the starting running back for that offense this upcoming week because they can be had cheaply. If it's Roshan Johnson great. if it's Foreman, sure, whatever, I don't care. Um, I just want some cheap targets and some even cheaper carries.
0: Yeah. And you're going to get a lot of them cheap too. Totally. That. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's whoever it is is a uh, pretty high priority. I would say mm-hmm. uh, next week, this week, how about some, uh, man, let's trash some more quarterbacks. How about that? <laughs> uh, we'll start with a nice ish one. Jacoby Brissett for Washington with, uh, Sam Howell just, constantly under pressure. This is just kind of a speculative ad, a little bit of insurance just in case this results in an injury uh for Sam Howe constantly running for his life. (laughs) Now we get to trash some quarterbacks and I'm freaking here for it. Bailey Zappy next week this week because Mac Jones is not an NFL quarterback. Like he is he's 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 very possibly the worst starting quarterback in this league. Desmond Ritter had a nice enough game this week to uh, take himself out of that conversation, but I still think that the day is coming where Taylor Hineke takes over mm-hmm. that job yeah. and we're all going to be better off for it. I promise you that. If you liked what you got this week from Kyle Pitts and Drake London, and Bijan Robinson in the passing game and Johnny Smith. If you liked all that, just wait until you have a competent passing quarterback.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, all three of these quarterbacks, if I'm in a, let's say a 24 to 28 man roster, uh redraft or dynasty, I want to have at least one, if not more of these guys on the back of my roster because it feels inevitable for each of them to get meaningful starts. If you look back year over year, there's something like 50 quarterbacks or so every year that that end up as QB ones over the course of a season. And that's in individual games. All three of these guys will be on that list by the end of the year. Yep. I
0: believe so too. Uh running backs Darrington Evans, Chicago, um they just they just re-signed him off of the uh dolphins, I want to say, practice squad. So uh, where he had been like running back two, running back three for the most part over the last couple seasons. Uh, and they finally parted ways. But I now that it's it's if Roshan Johnson can't go, we already know Khalil Herbert's out. Travis Homer sounds like he's out like if you're down to just Dante Foreman, I think Darrington Evans he was brought in because he knows the offense. He's been around the organization. I there's a good chance that they brought him in to be a uh to to use him not mm-hmm. just as the depth behind Dante Foreman. And then Keontae Ingram. So you talked about Amari Dmacado and uh you know, t- taking over that job. So Keontae Ingram has been out with an injury and I don't remember the nature of the injury, but, um, likely back now. Uh, I mean, I think you're right. The Demarcado seems like he's, he, he's the priority ahead of Keontae Ingram. What I would say though, is Ingram has been in that system longer. And honestly, looks a little bit more, generally looks a little bit more explosive to me than Demarcado. But um, I still think Demarcado is your priority. But Keontae Ingram could be a very sneaky stash just in case.
1: I get that. I mean, Ingram is averaging less than two yards a carry for his career. I think it's 1.9 yards per carry over two years. But the truth is, Whoever takes the backfield over if Connor is out, it's not going to be a hundred percent workload. It's not going to be a Zach Moss situation, very likely. There's going to be a, a split. Just get both if you can afford to roster them and see how it shakes out.
0: And it's not a very good offense. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like not a whole lot of sustained drives, not a whole lot of scoring opportunities. So yeah, you're splitting up like. A, a really pretty shallow opportunity anyways yeah uh, a wide receiver wandale robinson um in this that's going to be more like redraft shallower leagues where he might have been dropped but uh this is this is pretty speculative with tarot taylor joining uh and starting for at least a week or two um, I mean, we were starting to see Wondell Robinson come on a little bit with Daniel Jones, but I, I think you have a more proficient passer now, but I also think that it's a guy who's going to check down quite a bit.
1: Mm-hmm. He's
0: going to be looking for short, easy, you know, screen passes and, um, you know, slants and quick stuff over the middle and let these guys, you know, get the ball in their hands and let them work, uh, which is. Beautiful for Saquon Barkley. I think it also helps Wandale Robinson immensely. And then Kyle Phillips uh, finally gets on the field for Tennessee. I don't have his numbers pulled up, and uh, that's very unprofessional of me. So I'm just gonna here's the thing with Kyle right.
1: Phillips is okay. last year he was Michael Wilson. He was Puka Nakua. Everyone was hot and bothered about yeah. Kyle Phillips, the profile. And in training camp, the the clips were enticing, but he got hurt last year and we never really got a reveal on what he could be. He seems to finally be healthy. And this is the exact type of $0 bid post-hype sleeper that you can invest in um, cheaply if you have enough roster spots to, to bear holding him for a week just to see how it goes.
0: Yep. Yeah, exactly. And it also just feels like there's a little bit of a youth movement going on in Tennessee right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it, it feels like they're trying to, they're certainly trying to get away from Derrick Henry. J <laughs> Spears looks significantly better. Um, you know, I think there's still an application for Derrick Henry, but I like j Spears is is the guy that they really kind of want to work into the offense as much as they possibly can. I think that they're probably trying to transition away from Ryan Tannehill. Like they've drafted his eventual replacement in back-to-back years. So like at some point they're going to stop drafting them and actually use them, at at least in theory, Uh, you know, uh, Deandre Hopkins is, I mean, Deandre Hopkins had a, had a, an opportunity for a monster monster game this week 11 target i mean i guess it was kind of a monster
1: mm-hmm. eight catches
0: 140 yards didn't get in the end zone but like, i i just think that they're gonna they're trying to work in some of these younger guys and kyle phillips and traylon burks would be the future of that offense from the wide receiver position so yeah
1: nothing. very likely he gets replaced next year, but this is the talent that they have available to them right now. And so you just take the flyer. Yep,
0: Um, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to throw in Trey McBride, uh, at tight end. Um, Zach Ertz is just kind of looking old and slow mm-hmm. at this point. And that's another one. That's going to be in a little bit. That whole offense is going to be in a little bit of transition. Uh, I think you're going to start to see Trey McBride take over the, uh, the, the, tight end one role for them and then just to point out tegan quatoriano not only got a target but he caught it so like buy while you can pick him up stash him now the train's leaving the station <laughs> oh man what
1: is Dad? my never die
0: <laughs> Not if I can help it. <laughs> Super friends, Superflex dude here to talk to you about Ticketmaster. More memories are made when you're there for live NFL action, and when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered. As the official marketplace of the NFL, Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat. Their interactive seat map gives you a 360 degree preview of your section to make sure you have the best view of those pivotal plays. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. And you can even customize your Ticketmaster app to represent your team's colors. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash NFL. Let's
1: move to some more depressing names, though. I want to talk about some drops. Um, (laughs) And I want to talk about somebody that we had some excitement around last week. He was making his return from not only injury, but a gambling suspension for the Detroit Lions wide receiver Jamison Williams. Throughout his career, he has played in seven games thus far. He has amassed 12 targets for three catches and a whopping 42 yards. He's a first-round pick. I get it. But first-round picks who do not hit in their first year are incredibly unlikely to hit moving forward. For comparison's sake, Josh Reynolds last week has beat Jamison Williams' career line. Um, Josh Reynolds had four catches for 76 yards in one week. And I know that's not the metric of success. But it's just emblematic of what a colossal challenge it's been to get anything out of Jamison Williams, and we still have a very narrow window where, if you want to get out of him, there's a narrative that Jamison Williams is just finding his footing and all will be well. It's an explosive offense; just give it time. Amon Ra, he may be out for an extended period with that abdomen injury, and so Jamison Williams could establish himself. I'm not a believer in that. If I had him anywhere, I'd be selling today um, just to see what I could get out of him. It's time to move on if you can. I'm not saying he'll never hit. I'm saying that I'm not going to stick around and find out.
0: Yeah, which is so when we talk about drops, it generally ends up being wide receivers because like there's just it. it's so much easier to replace a wide receiver and it's there. There's less benefit to rostering a wide receiver in hopes that you're going to actually see it coming when you can actually start that player so uh like this he's it's a very fringe type of drop i think but uh i think that within a few weeks we're probably going to be pretty solidly on board with that one just kind of as an industry <laughs> so mm-hmm. um you're just you're just way ahead of and there's still way too much optimism propping him up at the moment so here's one guy that i don't see any optimism left for is alec pierce uh and i mean part of this is just it it's very personal for me i started alec pierce in a league where Uh, you have to, the team that scores the fewest points has to make a a video apologizing to the rest of the league. (laughs) (laughs) And I already had to make that video twice in a row. So I started Alec Pierce's a hail Mary catches one pass for 10 yards, like right at the very end of the game. So yeah, like screw that guy, drop him. Um, I'm going to very, very happily. And I'm going to push the drop button as hard as I possibly can uh Dalvin Cook is the other one though Brees Hall has really kind of taken over that backfield at this point he seems to be fully healthy but not only that one Dalvin Cook does get the ball he just does not look he he looks his age you know the age cliff usage cliff whatever you want to call it Dalvin Cook seems to be there so I think his days as a useful fantasy starter most likely over. Uh, Yeah, that's
1: fair. I mean, Dalvin cook, he showed those signs last year and we carried him or he carried us to a RB 11 finish, I think in standard scoring standard standard PPR, but it's time to move on. He may be available for a spot start here and there for the rest of his career. But when the cliff comes, it comes quickly. Um, yeah, let's move on to some fades. I want to. I want to talk about the most explosive running back in all of fantasy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> really, the most exciting. Why player. on earth would you fade <laughs> seven touchdowns in three games? Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, usually, when I see something that's happening that shouldn't be, um, <laughs> if I get it for free, I'm really excited. If I'm not, I'm I'm trying to find a way to get out from it. We're talking but, about. Uh, Devon Achan, he is getting six and a half yards before he's touched on average. Um, for the newer fantasy folks, six and a half yards per carry is pretty fantastic. Six and a half yards before you're touched is amazing, um, especially when you're 185 pounds or whatever he is. It feels like this is going to come down at some point. He's got the knee injury. Um, if you look at last year's statistics. Two and a half yards before contact was the league leader, um, just to reinforce, we're at six and a half with a So either he's going to be an extreme outlier, which he may be, um, or he's going to regress just a little bit. Um, so that could be four and a half yards before contact and still be really good. But at his low volume, I do have some concerns about maintaining just this otherworldly status that he's established.
0: If he's not the fastest, uh, if he's not the fastest player in the league, he's number two to his teammate. And if they're able to scheme him to, uh, so you know, you tack on what th- three yards uh, for him to take a handoff or a pitch out of the backfield, and then six and a half yards after that, like he's getting a ten-yard head start. <laughs> yeah, and he's a freaking sprinter, like. Yeah. Yeah, there's 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 got to be some outlier stuff to that. I will say it's it's going to be difficult for defenses to figure out how to adjust to that straight line speed. Mm-hmm. But you know you've got to you've got to think they do it at some point. So I I'm on board with the idea of fading what Devin Han has been to this point. I'm not on board with fading like just. Fading it entirely. I don't think it and it fully goes away. I just don't think it's he's going to be quite as successful as he has been. Temper expectations. That's all. There you go. um I do think Zach Moss is going to go away completely. <laughs> like again, you've got Jonathan Taylor back now, finally supposedly healthy, definitely happy with his contract. It's it, Zach Moss had the best game of his career, and. I, I, it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like he's, it's just a matter of time before they move on from him. I don't know that you can drop him just yet, but man, I'm close to that point already. I'm definitely not going to go by, uh, 170 yard or 175 yards and two touchdowns. Like I'm not doing that on a team that where Jonathan Taylor is just working himself, you know, back into regular season condition and then desmond ritter i'm fading as well um 325 yards passing very very good game. his best game is a pro by far but he's still just he's so bad uh <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it, and we talked about taylor Hinnicky it's just a matter of time desmond ritter might have bought himself a little bit more time but here's the thing to keep in mind too you know talking about the weapons in Atlanta, it when Taylor Hineke does take over this job, I, I've had a lot of people say, oh, but he still has Arthur Smith calling the plays. That does not matter. like it, he can call whatever stupid plays he wants. It all comes down to the way the quarterback processes information. And Desmond Ritter just doesn't. like he does he just doesn't bother. Uh, Taylor Hineke, meanwhile, very very good at that, and he's he's just going to target the good football players. So yeah, like it just don't don't let this game fool you. Desmond Ritter is still on his way out. How about some rest buys? Of season rest? Yeah, season.
1: real quick, rest of season. Gardner Minshew or Desmond Ritter? Oh,
0: <laughs> I think Gardner Minshew probably gets more starts. Yeah. The rest of the way. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? Yeah,
1: I'm with you. Um, I, I don't want to feel like I'm hating on the guy. I hope he does well, Ritter, but I think Minshew is probably where I'd lean.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, let's move to some optimism, though. You're right. We should talk about some buys or holds. Um yeah. we we talked about this guy a little bit earlier, Anthony Richardson. He can't stop getting hurt. And he's huge and he's athletic. He's the most athletic quarterback ever at the combine, but he can't stay on his feet. Um, However, he's a hold for me if I'm a contender. He has the highest fantasy points per drop back out of any quarterback in the NFL. And so what I'm trying to do is I'm just trying to patch together my QB position until he gets back in four weeks, six weeks, whatever it takes. Because if I am a contender, I want the highest scoring fantasy player per drop back in my superflex position. I want to find a way to hold on to that if I can. He only had a dozen or so starts in college. He's still figuring out how to navigate the NFL, and it's not been kind to him. However, if there's a way for you to keep him on your roster and you know, let's say you're a, you know, a, a unbeaten team thus far, I'm willing to even drop a drop a win if if it means I can keep Richardson on my team. And then the other guy I want to bring up is DeVonta Smith we had Goddard go off um we've had AJ Brown go off it's just a matter of time before Smith is the next squeaky wheel and that offense is nearly unstoppable right now. I'm not willing to move on from Smith quite yet. we've seen this happen before where he had a slow start last year he had a donut in week one and ended as a top 12 wide receiver so just hold the line with both of these guys if you can. But I'm interested in your guys more than mine, to be honest
0: with you. Who do you have? I've got Bryce Young, who just had the best game of his young career. And the big thing for me is Carolina is actively shopping for wide receivers. Like I think that they're really kind of regretting the move to give up DJ more uh, because they're kind of finding out if you're going to invest a first overall pick in a quarterback who's known for his downfield passing and his accuracy you need somebody to catch the damn ball (laughs) Adam Thielen's absolutely on fire so there's that but you still you need you need a field stretcher you need you know you need an alpha there I and I think that they're gonna be I think they're gonna find it before the trade deadline whether it's Hollywood Brown or Jerry Judy somebody ends up in Carolina and just gives Bryce Young even more weapons and then Kyle Pitts, uh, like I said, the, t- Taylor Hineke coming is going to be – that. that's really good. Like, we just haven't – seen uh, people were giving up on Kyle Pitts. I saw this on X quite a bit, Twitter quite a bit, uh, of just, all right, I'm done. I give up. Give up on Kyle Pitts. Before the week started, that is. I, they're singing a different tune after the week he just had, but – they were ready to give up. And I'm just like, in order for this to, for us to actually perform a controlled experiment here, we need to see Kyle Pitts with an actual competent passer. Yeah. You can't give up on him until you've seen him with Taylor Hineke. And, and not to Taylor Hineke is anything special as a, you know, as a, as a passer, but compared to what he's had, <laughs> the you know between last year and this year it's that make that would make all the difference i think and then you know most likely scenario they move on next year to yet another quarterback <laughs> and hopefully it's one who can who can throw it to the big fast guys yeah hello um, ryan Daniel. yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh gross <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah i will warn the super friends if the panthers do get jerry judy uh he and adam thielen run about the same route percentages uh on the outside and in the slot so both guys are about 25 percent outside 75 percent in the slot they'd have to get a little creative there but that's the most likely scenario that i've seen as well um sort of in the rumor mill i'm yeah. interested to see how that would shake out
0: um why don't you go into your cells though john all right, so I'm selling uh, Javante Williams. I had another one. I I have. I'm saying I've got Zach Moss on here, but I had somebody else I wanted to sell, and I can't remember who it was. Yeah. Uh, but let's just talk about uh, about the Javante Williams for a minute, because we talked about Jaleel McLaughlin earlier. Uh, Javante Williams gonna be in and out of the lineup this year with that that uh, knee injury. Right at the moment, he hasn't lost a whole lot of value, I don't think, uh, despite the fact that he missed the game. I don't think people yet realize that Jaleel McLaughlin is going to take on a pretty hefty workload. And Javante Williams, again, he's going to be in and out of the lineup for the Ooh. entire season. There's also a very good chance, and this might actually be more <laughs> a better reason to buy or hold, uh, Javante Williams but there's a chance that they move on from him too there's a good chance that they trade him too they're they're a, an absolute train wreck right now and it's time to start stockpiling draft picks and get ready for you know to build around Drake May I I've, I feel like that's where we're headed unfortunately so um yeah sell Zach Moss to I had somebody else and I can't remember who it was. So we'll just go with those two for now. And I'll let you talk about yours.
1: Yeah. If it comes back to you, let me know. Um, I've got two guys who are honestly, they felt like sell lows until I went into the DLF trade finder and saw the value on these guys. Uh, The first one is Mac Jones. I thought nobody liked him until I saw trades that were done in the last 24 hours. A 24 first and Mac Jones can get you Joe Burrow which was stunning to me. Um, mm-hmm. You could also package Mac Jones with Gabe Davis and get Kyler Murray. So if that trade value exists in your leagues, I would highly recommend getting out while you can. Um,
0: Seriously.
1: That's, great. <laughs>
0: like that trade is it, it, like you could just kind of take out Mac Jones name. Like how much does he actually do in that trade? How much water does he actually carry? So, 24 first for Joe burrow. I was Gabe stunned. Davis for Kyler Murray. Yep, You just, you just have to give up this cardboard cutout along with them? Like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's important to look through the DLF trade finder because you never know what the value is until Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday morning. And you see recently completed trades and, Please, if you see something like that, shop around. And the other guy I wanted to shop around to sell is Joe Mixon, who also feels like the market is pretty soft on. Um his expected fantasy points are somewhere around 40 over the past two weeks, and he's only gotten 21. So he's about half of his potential or expected production over the last few weeks. However, I've seen him go for a first and second in 2024. I've also seen him go for Russell Wilson and Gus Edwards, which to me, the step down from Joe Mixon to Gus Edwards, it's not that significant if you're getting a super flex quarterback back. Um, I don't know if I believe in Russ or not, but I certainly believe in him at that cost. And so if you have these descending assets where you think there's a soft market, look through the trade finder, you may be surprised.
0: Joe Mixon got stuffed at the line of scrimmage four times in one game. Mm -hmm. Like again, this is a professional football player Mm -hmm. who can't gain pounds. Yeah, can't gain a yard. Yep. (laughs) So, uh, I mean, maybe they need to do the the that stupid tush push play. Maybe that'll help. But like even then, I. I'm not convinced. So, yeah, (laughs) get rid of him. I I don't have lineup hacks for you this week. I didn't get them prepared in time. Uh, Next year, this year, man, this might end up being kind of a lot of our strategy talk, in fact. So I think that we should uh, create the space for that just in case. Um, If we get through it fast, then we've got other things that we can talk about. But I kind of have a feeling that this is going to do it.
1: Yeah, well, first and foremost, the people demand your quarterback rant that you promised on Twitter. Um, but I've certainly got some thoughts <laughs> on next year this year. Um, this is the time of year for the two, three swap. This is where you package your third round pick for someone else's second round pick and you add a piece. It's the time of year where some teams are in the four or five, six, seven, eight, nine positions in your league. And they think they have a shot. And if only they had player X, then they could get over the hump. And so they're willing to package their second um, and get a third and, and this player back. And so I looked through the trade finder and I found a few options that were honestly pretty surprising to me. Um, so Johnny Smith was one of those players. If you package him in a third, you can get a second. Mm -hmm. um Dobbs Josh Dobbs and Zach Ertz straight up for a second Zach Moss for a second Cortland Sutton um you could do a two three swap there Romeo Dubs and Dawson Knox in a tight end premium league and that to me speaks to just churning the bottom of your roster making sure that you're paying attention to your league mates Um, I traded Bryce Young away to another manager um, in one of my leagues this last week because he had two quarterbacks who had a bye in week five. Um, and so I got Deshaun Watson for Bryce Young. I'm a believer in Deshaun Watson, the player. I think that um, over the long term, I probably made the better odds bet, even though he's a dirt bag and I hate everything about him as a person. Um, as a fantasy asset, I think I won. And I think this 2-3 swap is perfectly reflective of just paying attention to your league seeing who is desperate at whatever position and just trying to find a small way to get a a value bump and a little bit of liquidity in your roster ship as well.
0: Yeah. I like that a lot. I, I, and it kind of makes me wonder if you can do that. I'm sure you can like start with a fourth, turn it into a third, then turn it into a second with some of these guys. Like, here's what I do is
1: I get this two, three swap done, and then I find a way to get another third, right? Mm-hmm. And eventually I've got three seconds and I will trade somebody that is probably close to a first and I'll package them with two or three seconds and I'll find my way into a mid first next year. It's about chopping off the bottom of your roster in dynasty and just handing it to somebody else because you have more optionality on waivers you don't feel bad about cutting guys because they were free or a few dollars in fab and you've sort of stashed away this extra liquidity and eventually you can cash it in. Cause then you've got your own first, you've got somebody else's first and you know, John, what you can do with two first, right? Like you can buy a quarterback with that.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are plenty of quarterbacks that you could buy for that right at the moment. Like most of them, I think Mm -hmm. you're probably going to get for, two firsts uh mahomes probably takes four herbert probably takes three Mm -hmm. yeah most of the just about everybody else well lamar jackson for some reason is still gonna cost you at least three firsts and i don't get it like that and that was that was gonna be part of my rant by the way i i recognized the lamar jackson uh, had his receivers had seven drops and some of them were really really bad like it looked like point shaving to me it looked like they they it looked like some of those guys bet on the uh the steelers to cover is the steelers <laughs> they played right like that it was it was disgusting some of those drops um lamar jackson though just like it, you you have to get a rushing touchdown for him to break like 15 points and it's just it, it like it it sucks to have to count on that you know but anyways like he 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 probably costs three firsts there's no way i would give that uh my next year this year is rookie pick 102. And our mutual friend, Josh, uh, DM'd me or or tweeted at me a question about the difference between rookie picks 101 and 102, Mm -hmm. um, which got me thinking about this. Because Caleb Williams is having an amazing season. I have no doubt that he's going to be rookie pick 1.01. Is that really that much more valuable than whoever it ends up being, Drake May, Quinn Ewers, uh, Shadur Sanders, you know, it, it, whoever, whoever those guys end up being, um, who were there, you're still going to get a starting NFL quarterback, which is, we know how valuable that is in Superflex. We also know that generally speaking, like the, the most obvious guy isn't always going to be the guy who breaks out to the largest extent. So totally you know like we we were seeing it again this year with CJ Stroud outplaying both Richardson and Young and there were a lot of people who knocked him out of the tier with them so you know rookie rookie pick 102 especially when you know that there's a good group of quarterbacks coming in like the I'm not saying I would rather have rookie pick 102 than ro- rookie pick 101. <laughs> don't get it twisted, but the amount of sweetener you're going to get on top of 102 to move on from 101 and this is all abstract as hell right now, right? Like we don't have 101 102. But for the people who are trying to trade for a pick as if it's going to be 101, I would just you know, you look at your, you look at the worst team in your dynasty league and say, I want his, I want their first. I would just say, look at the second worst, because I think you're going to get that pick a lot easier.
1: Well, and I think that Marvin Harrison Jr. I'm, I'm not a college guy by any means, but he's probably the dynasty wide receiver three right now. And if Justin Jefferson <laughs> or Jamar Chase, has a season ending injury, he may ascend to wide receiver two by January. Uh, I could see so. him it, going.
0: One that would be, two. that would be so <laughs> typical, but like also infuriating. I don't know.
1: It would be. And the reason I bring that up is not to tout Marvin Harrison jr. Who looks great. Um, but to say that if you are weak at quarterback, you don't necessarily need to go up to one Oh two even. Um, where did Justin Herbert get drafted? Like 106? <laughs> he was he was not at the very top. Um, we didn't love him. Um, this happens year yeah. over year. I'm just pulling a, a random year out of the hat. I think that some of these in strong quarterback classes, some of these 104, 105, 106s are gonna turn out to be extremely valuable. And the pursuit of the 101 is not worth gutting your team. And the pursuit of the 102 right now, I agree, there is a window. Um, and yet, even there, I'm not necessarily hung up on uh, trying to sharpshoot that one either. If you end up with 103, 104, I think you still could be in a pretty good spot to get a quarterback.
0: Yep, absolutely. The other thing is the what it would take to get 101. Mm-hmm. Like, again, you look at the worst team in your league. And what it would take to get them to give up their first-round pick? Yeah, knowing that it's headed for one hundred and one, maybe they're even guiding it to their uh, there at this point, um, which they no longer have motivation to do if you just traded for it. Uh, you know, they're already planning on Caleb Williams. The amount that you're going to have to give up to get that. Like they're probably gonna, it's probably gonna make them good enough that they miss 101 on top of like <laughs> after all of that. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I thought it was a really interesting question that Josh posed. And I thought it's a, it's a pretty important point. You know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. uh, and, and we do this every year. It's not a Caleb Williams thing, it's a dynasty super flex thing. Mm-hmm. people just fixate on one one who's who's one one and don't really think about the fact that the rest of that at least the first half of that first round they're gonna they're gonna be some very usable players there for you it yeah. might not have quite the hit rate but you're gonna be awfully close to that we've had this conversation around rookie picks a few times
1: now um let's say you have the 101 or the 102, um, let's say you have Caleb Williams, let's go 101. Um, I would rather trade that pick away because I'm imagining come April, that is probably in a startup draft. Caleb Williams is probably a top five pick. Wouldn't you imagine so? That's where Trevor Lawrence was being drafted when he yeah. was a rookie. Um, it's, it's a very similar echo of that type of a profile you know the generational uh, godsend like can do no wrong in college we're sure he's going to hit we don't know this is a at best like a 60 40 bet i'd rather place my bet and shift that value to you know if i've got a for sure 101 um i'd rather push that to Joe Burrow right now wouldn't you
0: oh yeah absolutely mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean what getting having that proof of concept uh i mean particularly with a younger quarterback but one who has who has already proven uh you know already broken out already um you know shown out it you know multiple times typically is what we're looking for like i think mm-hmm. you want two top, top 12 seasons from a quarterback i do you know, yeah, like that's that's typically the that's the profile that we typically want. Right. Like, well, let me yeah. ask
1: you some guys then. Would you rather have Trevor Lawrence than Caleb Williams right now?
0: Yes. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not super thrilled with Trevor Lawrence at the mm-hmm. moment, and it's not even necessarily him, but uh, we would have liked to see a much bigger step from him at this point. Mm-hmm. But still, we've seen more. We've seen enough from him to know, you know, what the what the floor and what the ceiling kind of look like. So, mm-hmm. um, Caleb Williams. This is the thing. People people want to anoint Caleb Williams already. He's not even on a team. Yeah, like we don't even know he could end up with Matt Canada as his freaking offensive coordinator. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he will, but uh, I mean, I don't think anyone will, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but like, what if he did, you would mm-hmm. hate that. You'd absolutely hate that. All right.
1: Last one I want to do, cause I hate doing the player for player thing, but what would you say to CJ Stroud for Caleb Williams? What would you add to either side? If there's a difference?
0: Um, I think that if I had, cj stroud and could get caleb williams in return uh i would expect i would probably expect like another another first round pick like mid to late on top um in the back of my mind i would be saying you know i'm I mean, in the back of my mind, I would be saying I would I would be perfectly fine hanging on to CJ Stroud if if I can't get this, if I can't get what I'm asking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, You know, like it, it, in a startup, I think I would probably take CJ Stroud at this point, just knowing what we know. Yeah. But, um, but just but knowing where market values are, I think you probably expect a pretty good return.
1: Yeah, we're, we're reaching a point where if you look at the dynasty rankings, that upper crust is not so upper anymore. Um, and so there is room for movement um, somewhere between QB3 and QB8. We're just going to have to see how this shakes out. I think you're probably in the minority there. Um, mm-hmm. just because I think the value will climb with this 101 pick. Um, yeah. But like you said, he hasn't even committed to coming out this off season so we'll have to see where it shakes out it's a great conversation though thanks for the thanks for the comment or question there josh
0: yeah yeah that was a good one and like I say i feel like that kind of covers our strategy uh strategy talk for the week as well Mm -hmm. um but yeah as far as next year this year start looking for those picks that are not necessarily headed for 101 they could still get there but they're not going to be valued like it And Mm -hmm. they're going to be discounted significantly. Yeah. Good topic. Yep. Absolutely. So all that leaves is for you to just go execute your standard operating procedures for the week. And we'll do it again next week. So let's wrap this one up. And as we do that, ask you for a quick favor. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also subscribe to the DLF family of podcast mega feed get access to all the great podcasts from DLF. Uh I have a uh, uh an insider tip that uh Dynasty Crossroads is going to uh name drop doc, Dr. caitlin Fang. So, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> which you can uh, you can listen to that one right after you listen to the Superflex Super Show if you're subscribed to the Mega Feast. So uh, once you've subscribed to the Super Show, do us a huge favor and rate and review the podcast. Really helps us to expand our reach, get out to more people, and then from there we can really zero in on the topics that are the most useful to you, our Super friends. Get at us on Twitter, X. Twitter X. Uh, I'm at Superflex Dude. He's at FF This episode was dedicated in loving memory to James Abrancatoulas. Thank you to DynastyLeagueFootball.com for the platform. Thank you to Heart and Soul Radio for the music. And above all else, thank you for listening. And until next week, stay sexy and super flexy.